Hi, this is David Harewood, and you are listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss and review the Supergirl Season 5 finale episode titled Immortal Combat. Uh, can, can you believe, Morgan, that we've we've gotten to the end? We've done it. Uh, I have to say, already, hot take right off the bat, I'm mad that it's spelled K-O-M-B-A-T and not K-A-H-A-N like combat like that was a missed opportunity wasn't it that it it seems like they did it just despite us I think so they're like they're like like, you know what they're loving that Rama content so (laughs) that is I think that's an I'm going to consider it an intentional swipe at us that they did not do that but I guess at least they put a K in there so uh there's that All right, so, but before we get to the season five finale thoughts, we need to catch up on the news. The CW has released fall and January schedules, and uh, Supergirl is not on any of them. And I guess we shouldn't (laughs) be too surprised by that, Morgan, because we knew about Melissa Benoist's pregnancy and all the COVID stuff. Uh, So it's not entirely surprising, but it does. Uh, make me wonder when things are going to premiere for season I was, six. I was looking at the the coming this fall schedule because I was like, what is coming this fall? Because every, I knew everything was starting in January and I thought it was going to be like coming this fall, Tuesday, a slap chop commercial. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they found some stuff to fill in that. I like that like Thursday is supernatural, even though presumably that show has ended. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wasn't their last season supposed to be this year? Yeah, they're like, you know what? If Supernatural never ends, then technically it never ended. (laughs) So (laughs) watch it be like Supernatural, but it's just the two guys from like their homes on Zoom, like (laughs) vanquishing their dog as a demon or something. (laughs) Well, didn't they, uh, did they have a finale? I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's what that is. Maybe they're trying to wrap up the end of the show (laughs) maybe every week is just a different finale for supernatural (laughs) it's gonna end we promise there's a finale for every year that it was on (laughs) (laughs) which is still gonna take forever (laughs) um yeah so if you're a supernatural uh super fan let us know um how that's working because we don't really understand the the supernatural uh, aspect of that um yeah, so it, it does seem like it's uh, either going to be for Supergirl and I guess Legends. I don't know. I didn't see Legends on there either. So I don't know when no. Legends both, both of the shows I podcast about are MIA in the, like, the, 
in the winter schedule. So I was like, whoop, I guess strap in. We're just going to be <laughs> podcasting about whatever. <laughs> like when yes. I saw this come out earlier this week, my first thought was just like, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we we always have something to talk about. So uh Super Radio should be fine. But uh but legends, I'm I'm sure y'all think some Oh yeah, we there. we've already started spitballing our, our ideas. Our off season is gonna be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh seems right up y'all's alley for that. It feels it feels correct. <laughs> yeah. So uh I'm guessing if it if if Supergirl premieres in twenty twenty one, I'm guessing like late spring. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe summer. I don't know. I think I think we're lucky if we get it this time next year. <laughs> yeah, so we may be uh, doing hiatus episodes for about a year. That's what I'm guessing. I've already yeah. got things on the schedule till like November at least. Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> but uh, but we can play around with that. Uh, just uh, put some tentative things in there, mostly comic book catch up. But we can throw in some fun things as well. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff just as a, a plug for future episodes. Uh, we usually do. We'll probably next week we'll do a, a season retrospective that we always do. Uh, we're going to do some uh, chats with some friends of ours. We might do a Supergirl podcast roundtable. So uh, maybe we'll reach out to some other podcasters and see if they want to talk. So we'll be doing a lot of fun things. Uh, we'll also be doing Supergirl Jeopardy. I know that's on the table. Uh, so we'll be playing some games this I'm really summer. excited about that one because over hiatus, I have slowly morphed into like uh, like an 80-year-old. And like now Jeopardy is like, I'm like, you know, the world is crazy out there. Take it away, Alex Trebek. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just need my Jeopardy. I know exactly what's going to happen on Jeopardy. I'm not going to be stuck inside for months on Jeopardy. I just know it's just categories. It's just trivia. They, they've actually had Supergirl as the answer on Jeopardy one time. Yeah, yeah. So apparently uh, I saw on Twitter today that like there was um, a Jeopardy clue that was about Batwoman like just the other day that like the answer was Ruby Rose or something or the answer oh. was Batwoman. Not relevant anymore. That's that's unfortunate. We'll, we'll get to that. So um, I guess we should move on from there. Uh, do you want to talk about the crossover event that was uh, uh, talked about recently? I sure do, because I didn't scroll down past that in the graphic. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, crossovers, the CW's annual Arrowverse crossover event will not happen in December. That's for sure. But it will happen. <laughs> Hopefully, first or second quarter of 2021, the upcoming crossover will also be smaller in scope than the recent crisis on Infinite Earths, which is not hard. Uh, that was a five-show spectacular that aired this past <laughs> season. So this one, they're planning a two-hour event with just <laughs> Superman and Batwoman, whoever that may be. <laughs> So, so speaking of Batwoman, uh, Deadline.com reports that Ruby Rose, the star of the CW's uh, series Batwoman, is leaving uh, the Warner Brothers TV Berlanti production uh, company after uh, season one. The series, which already had been renewed for a second season, will continue with the title role getting recast. So uh, it looks like Ruby said, I have made the very difficult decision to uh, to not return, which is actually, I think, supposed to be to, well, I guess it maybe is it to not return? I guess that's grammatically Sorry, that, that kind of bugs me. <laughs> uh, to not return to Batwoman next season. She says, this was not a decision I made lightly as I have the utmost respect for the cast crew and everyone involved with the show in Vancouver and in Los Angeles. Um, 
so it sort of sounded like there was something with a with a medical emergency. Uh, the, so the uh, Batwoman producers and Ruby Rose wouldn't speak to the reasons for the actress's exit. Uh, the sources indicated that it is not related. Oh, so it is not related to the stunt in- injury she she sustained during filming of season one, which left her facing paralysis and needing emergency surgery so that's uh, what i had assumed it was like i assumed that maybe her doctor had said something like you know you can't keep doing these stunts it's really like not good for you uh but they they seem to be saying that that's not the reason but it's the only reason that made sense to me besides like maybe she was just doing the show and she was just like you know what i don't like television because this is so weird <laughs> right like yeah how often does this happen like the the actual title character of a show being like peace yeah i would have understood it if it was related to the uh injury and facing paralysis i would have been like hey i get it i totally get it yeah you could have been paralyzed um yeah i don't know some people have been speculating that it's due to uh you know bullying harassment online you know probably folks on twitter i'm guessing but that seems a little excessive. I, I mean, think. I don't think you turn down an, a good paying job where you're like the face of the whole thing because some people are being mean to you on Twitter. You just delete your Twitter. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. To me, it's it, it feels like the thing that makes the most sense would be something related to that injury, even though they said that that's not what it is. Because it, it sounded like it was a very serious injury. Well, if she was facing paralysis, that's super serious. Um, So now I'm wondering about the Superman Batwoman crossover, which we all know. And I just want to say it that we all know that was supposed to be a Supergirl Batwoman crossover, right? Like we all know it was definitely supposed to be because they've been setting up the the Supergirl Batwoman like relationship since the first since her first appearance on the show. Yeah, but, I have, but now I have, that Supergirl is not, you know, is pushed back and back and back because of coronavirus and Melissa's pregnancy. So th- I guess they were like, we have to do a crossover for some reason. And so they were like, what do we got? We've got Batwoman, sort of, and we've got, <laughs> we've got this new Superman show. So why not? Like, I don't know. To me, it's like you've also got the Flash and the other shows that are not the flash uh because <laughs> you don't have legends well, black lightning's yeah. in there in the mix uh star girl i think premieres Stargirl's this week hanging out somewhere i don't know I'm, I'm trying to see what else is on the like well black lightning was on the schedule so they could have they could have done a flash black lightning crossover there's at least an established relationship that. there between like very yeah. so i don't I know get- <laughs> yeah, I guess I get it on the the Superman Lois front. Like they may may try to use that to get people watching the show, which I don't think they really need to. But now it's even uh, more awkward because if they have a new Batwoman, it's going to be strange. And so it's like, just put it off and make it a Supergirl Batwoman crossover because nobody really asked for this Superman Batwoman thing. No, was was anybody really asking for that? I don't. I don't think. No, you know what I want is a Supergirl and Legends crossover. That's what I want. (laughs) That would be amazing. Supergirl just hops on the wave rider. They go through, like, they go to different time periods. (laughs) I would be into a Supergirl traveling through time and going into a different time period. That'd be fun. Um, Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, so we've got a crossover, but now it seems uh, strangely... uh, interrupted with this whole um ruby rose stuff um 
Like, what what would be the great tragedy if there just wasn't a crossover? <laughs> like, they can't. It feels like they just can't give it up. They're like, okay, well, we had plans for the crossover. It's not going to work. Um, we could give up the crossover, or we could make the crossover between like two shows that have never interacted before. <laughs> we got to have a crossover. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it would be fine. I just, I don't know that I really care about that, but um. Well, I guess that'll hold us over until we figure out when Supergirl episodes uh, might be airing. So I guess that's the only thing we're going to get. Uh, so I guess we should be grateful for whatever they air. Um, well, I guess, uh, Morgan, do you want to take us into... Uh, so we have uh, two sets of news yeah. left. Um, so do you want to talk about the uh, charity fundraiser we've got coming up? I sure do. Thanks for reminding me because I'm flipping between the two documents and it turns out that's distracting. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to like, I was about to pull one of those, uh, like a tiger king and be like, okay, all you cool cats and kittens. Uh, <laughs> there no, no Carol Baskin impersonations. <laughs> Uh, DC TV podcast has announced that we will be raising money for feeding America on June 20th. That's our annual, uh, charity podcast show. So we're doing our normal podcast marathon for charity and we'll be featuring the hosts of the flash podcast, Supergirl radio, uh, legends of tomorrow podcast, black lightning podcast, Titans podcast, Batwoman podcast, star girl podcast, Superman and Lois Radio, Green Lantern Podcast, and Strange Adventures Podcast. So that's all the podcasts so it's far. Just a, it's just a few of them. Just a few. Just like a, just a little handful of sprinkling of the podcasts on the network. Uh, the event will be hosted at Mixler.com slash DCTV Podcasts. And it's going to kick off at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, which is 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Saturday, June 20th, with all 10 shows running into the evening. So we're all going to be live and wired uh, all day. <laughs> and that will be concluded with the DCTV Podcast Assembly Show, uh, which will feature hosts from all the podcasts. So the goal for this event is that we raise $2,000. Uh, and you can... Uh, Donate between now until the end of a Saturday, June 20th. Uh, you make a donation to Feeding America by visiting dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. Yeah, you can go ahead and donate if you want to. And Rachel asks, are you the penultimate hour again? Uh, I, I uh, <laughs> Thank you for the question. Uh, yes, I believe we are. I think we're right before the um, the assembly hour where a whole bunch of people join in. So, yeah, we're going to bring it home. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll probably be doing what we have done the last couple of years. Uh, we do uh, Supergirl Radio Awards. So we're going to be handing out like MVP of the season, best actress, best actor, uh, probably some other silly uh, categories. So come and make some picks with us. It'll be really fun. Everybody has a good time. Uh, so I have a quick yes. a quick correction. <laughs> Thank okay. you uh, to whoever in the chat, Brian Kerr who pointed out that 8 a.m. Pacific time is not 10 a.m. Eastern time. It is indeed 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's my bad. So, do we have that incorrect on the website? I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll we check are going to workshop that and find out. But uh, 
Hey, show just, up. Just, show just, up cut, just cut, just come by for all day podcasting and you won't be missing anything. You, you know what you should do is you should just get up at dawn, turn on Mixler <laughs> and just be ready. Just be ready for it. <laughs> just at any moment, it could be happening. It could happen anytime. It could be happening now. Uh, but it's not. It's June 20th. Put it in your calendar. <laughs> yes. Just be there. All right. Uh, so I guess we can go into our just our last little bit of oh, yeah. news. Uh, so if you tuned into HomeCon number two, which I was reluctant to do because HomeCon <laughs> number one was so messy. Uh, but this, you know this what? Around. I like number two. Good job. They uh, they their thing started on time, presumably, mm-hmm. and ended on time instead of like all higgly piggly. So. <laughs> And it was it it flowed a little better. It was it, did, it, ran, yeah. it was it was run uh, very smoothly. So I got to give it up to HomeCon. They they're they're learning. <laughs> yes. Uh, but if you did tune into HomeCon number two, there was no Supergirl panel, but they did have a video from Katie McGrath, who uh, caught everybody up on what she was doing during quarantine. Uh, it was a short video, but it was it was neat to see you know what she'd been up to. She'd been reading a lot of books, drinking a lot of tea, doing some puzzles. So she, she had on a gray like... sweater. It wasn't the gray sweater, but it was a good gray sweater. <laughs> she she looked great. She seemed to have a good time. She seems to be doing well. So that's great. I'm 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 glad that she uh, took time out of her day to uh, share that with us. She also shared like a bunch of like book recommendations and like one or two podcast recommendations, which I think I can't, I'm blanking on the name of the Twitter, but there's like a Twitter account that's just all about what Katie McGraw reads. I yeah. Think it's, like, the, uh, the book club, maybe Katie McGraw book club or something like that on Twitter. You can look it up, but I, I think they had the full list of all the books that she recommended. Cause I was trying to like jot things down, but she was going too fast. And then I just gave up. I was like, you know who will have this? absolutely the internet <laughs> because because she's she famously doesn't have many fans so that's why i was like what am i doing of course <laughs> it's it's already this the work will be available done for you exactly. um yeah uh so uh ozzy was also <laughs> a thing that happened on instagram uh live uh in the instagram stories on the official supergirl radio uh, supergirl radio the official supergirl <laughs> uh instagram account uh ozzy testify took it over and she brought some of her friends from Supergirl on to talk. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch all of those videos, but it was fun. She talked to Makad. She talked to Nicole. I'm trying to remember who else she had on. She had, uh, she had Rudy on. She had, um, what's this? <laughs> Sam, Sam wise. Uh, Sean Astin, Sean Astin. <laughs> he was on Instagram live. Yeah. <laughs> the, when I, when I put it on briefly, cause I, I was, somebody told me that it was happening and then I, I couldn't watch it for very long but I tur- I put it on exactly like when he popped up and I was like Renee so, it was <laughs> yeah, exciting it was, I mean that was actually pretty cool it was, it, she did a really good job of uh going in and out of those uh, little interviews that she was doing so I, I hope they do that more often that was really really fun. I heard that they they raised like something like ten thousand dollars from charity from the oh from HomeCon. No, I think from the her just her her the Ozicon. Like I guess she was um having people like or they were suggesting people donate. I just saw it on like um I think it was her Instagram story earlier today or somebody's Instagram story earlier today. So this is not verified information. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh yeah, so she had Julie Gonzalo, uh Stasner, David Harewood, Nicole Maines, and then Katie on an iPad. I did kind of briefly see Katie on an <laughs> iPad. I thought that was that was a good way to go about it because <laughs> she uh, famously does not have any social media accounts, which she should never have. 
no, she no. Should never, she should never, <laughs> we need, never we need to protect her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was a lot of fun. So, uh, home con well done. Uh, I, I think they're having another one. So uh, stay tuned for that. They're charging $100. I just, the one thing I don't like about HomeCon, they're charging $100 to speak with one of these actors for five minutes on a Zoom call. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just, I'm not doing, even if, I, well, if it was Melissa Benoist, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I was but, just but like, if, if we got a Zoom call together, Rebecca, we, we couldn't share those costs because it would have been, <laughs> what was it, like an extra, like $100 for every person. Oh my gosh. Call. <laughs> so much, so much money for that. Just calm down HomeCon. bring it bring it down it's <laughs> it's it's okay don't get crazy all right so um i guess that's gonna wrap up our news section uh we, we have we had a lot of varying degrees on the uh, the news this week oh i'm seeing i'm seeing in the chat that uh picks by katie mcgraw said that's true uh ozzy had instagram links for donations and today she announced they raised ten thousand dollars so that's awesome well that's great that's a good way to do it i i had not thought about uh Instagram links to be used for that before. That's pretty cool. Good way to do it. All right. So, uh, Morgan, should we start talking about the season five finale? I guess that's why we are all I here. I believe we must. <laughs> okay. All right. So here is the official description of Immortal Combat. Quote, Supergirl realizes that in order to stop Lex and Leviathan, she must work with the one person she never thought she'd trust again, Lena. Mia keeps dreaming about Brainy, but struggles with what the dreams are trying to tell her. Meanwhile, Brainy realizes there is only one way to stop Lex, unquote. All right, so this episode was about trying to stop Leviathan, trying to uh, make sure that um, they were not going to basically kill for, I think, four billion? Did they say four billion? I want to say it was four billion people in the VR. Uh, yeah, yeah, four billion people. They would have definitely gotten that many people to buy their what <laughs> I'm assuming would be expensive VR equipment in a matter of months. Like, do you know how long it took for the stupid iPhone to become like ubiquitous? Like, four billion people in like they couldn't even get their launches right. Nobody. <laughs> They didn't even realize that Eve was messing up all their IT tickets. I don't. So I don't buy this. So many glitches. So uh, we've we've been with Leviathan for a season, kind of on and off. Um, how do you think that wrapped up? Were you surprised that Supergirl used a, a hope speech to uh, defeat the villain? What what what's your no, take? No, no, that's on that's. Her that's her main thing. That's like <laughs> when they were like, how are we going to get all these people out of the, like out of obsidian out of the VR. And she was just like, obviously I'm going to do a hope speech. <laughs> Duh. Like <laughs> at this point they should just be like, they should just turn the car and be like, should we get the camera crew now? <laughs> or <laughs> I think that she's a car should just start. I'm just putting this out there because I love my girl car. And I think that she probably, she's got a lot going on. She doesn't have a lot of personal time. She wants to watch those classic movies and eat those pot stickers. She doesn't want to be dealing with this nonsense. Cara, pre-tape your hope speeches. <laughs> That's actually pretty smart. Like, she just sits down with like a, like a camera crew and she goes, okay. And then she just pre-tapes him for like every single scenario. She's like, <laughs> she's like citizens of national city. I see we are, we are facing a alien invasion. <laughs> we are facing a, 
VR apocalypse. <laughs> like oh. she just rattles them off. What was it on 30 Rock when they had like yes. did that where um I think Frank suggested like a tornado that was like of guns, like a gun tornado or something? <laughs> yes, we're we are facing a sharknado. <laughs> and we can only get through this through hope. <laughs> like she could absolutely pre-tape her hope speeches from now on and just kind of drop in whatever like topical thing is happening uh every May and then she'd just be good to go. She could just really take off uh for the summer early. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That would actually uh make it a lot easier for Kara when she's uh, got to do some things and uh, uh baggy the panther says lena got to give a speech yeah so <laughs> yeah so what, everybody what did <laughs> i did i did have some issues with how this wrapped up because it was basically season one's finale mm -hmm. i mean that's it's the same setup where a lot of people uh it was a little bit different in terms of the mind control but Supergirl still saved the day by giving a hope speech and it broke everyone free from whatever they were being mind controlled of. So it's, it was season one. Like I, I think uh, Lena said something about how history was repeating itself. And I was like, yeah, that's super meta because oh, it sure it's repeated itself many times this season. This but, season. Uh, yeah. This season cribbed from season four. It cribbed from season one. <laughs> It uh it it borrowed a lot of things from previous seasons, and so I didn't like that aspect of it because I thought it was too easy. They even made an excuse that the the Luther power core was indestructible because of some failsafe, and I was like, really, technology can be defeated. I think technology you can. They should have just got Eve in there to do whatever it is that Eve does. <laughs> Eve like just like goes into the IT system, and then she just like uh, suddenly unleashes all the bugs she's been fixing all season. <laughs> or how about this just unplug it yeah Every, would you everything... try turning it off and turning it back on again <laughs> how about that <laughs> all technology is run by power cord you just yeah. unplug it just take it out of the socket it's fine <laughs> so I, I i had a really hard time buying that like oh it was indestructible it's like come on it's technology you can you can blow it up you can smash it with a bat you can unplug it there's many ways to destroy technology but i did like the uh scene where uh lena was trying to talk uh andrea down from killing supergirl and the way that, that i they, liked a lot yeah the, the way they uh, mixed in the supergirl hope speech with what lena was saying and then even what uh the lady brainiac five was telling uh our coral docs uh you know when they when they all said i believe in you i that was well done even if i had issues with other parts of uh, that sequence. yeah and i like that sequence especially not just because like it gave lena something to do and it kind of felt a little bit like coming out of this storyline we've been in all season that has gotten very repetitive, but it also wrapped it back around to the, um, to the Andrea Rojas stuff that we started the season with that was seeming increasingly useless and like it had existed for no reason whatsoever. So, I mean, I think that, <clears throat> that this season, you know, there's a, a lot happened in this season. Uh, a lot kind of went squiggly on it but um this the finale feeling a little bit uh rushed is obviously not something that they could have controlled like there's you could kind it was felt a little sweaty because it was a little sweaty like because of covid um so you could tell that like some of the stuff was not what they you know it was maybe the one episode the 
what would have been their penultimate episode. <sighs> I got that, got it back in, got it but, in, uh, there. got it in. But uh, I, I feel like, and you know, I think you could sometimes feel the mix of like this was, you know, obviously not supposed to be the finale. This was supposed to be something else, but um, but that felt I liked that like coming that coming back around uh, with the Andrea and Lena stuff because it made the Andrea stuff have some like connection to the rest of the story of the season, which had been really bothering me. Like when we talked about it last week where I was like, why does this character exist anymore? (laughs) And I don't think that this really justified why Andrea Rojas, like you could lift Andrea Rojas out of the season. Nothing changes. Almost nothing changes. Like the, the amulet thing didn't even come back into play in any real way, really. But uh, Lena mentioned the medallion. But yeah. that was as far as it went. She was just like, I forgive you for stealing my mom's medallion. And I was like, is that going to be a thing? Or Nope. Okay. Uh, but I liked that, like, they they did the callback to the, the Titanic thing from when they were friends, when they were younger. And I think that they 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 paid off that, that one episode where we spent an entire episode learning about Andrea's back and Lena's backstory. Um, so that that episode wasn't like completely useless in hindsight. And I liked that the they like tapped back into that relationship between those two, because I thought that that stuff was interesting to me pre-crisis. And then it kind of just went, but uh, I like that they, they, they brought it back in the finale. Yeah, I, I think it worked, but personally for me, I would have rather have seen more of that. I think they could have built it up a little more. Because it did seem so disconnected from the first half of the season that it was hard to make that connection with those characters again. I didn't really feel much, but it had some help because the music helped it out. The good acting helped it out a little bit. So it had some uh, positives to it, even though I could have maybe had a little bit better writing in terms of the actual relationship of the characters. Because even with... um, We were invested in Lena and Andrea from the first half of the season, but we didn't really know much about them in this new earth prime uh world slash universe so that that i was having a hard time kind of coming around to because we hadn't really seen them interact as much lex i think had spent more time with andrea than lena did so um, true lex spent a lot more time than with uh with most of the characters than most of the other characters by the end of the season so should we while we're here i guess we could talk about that because it seems like we're st- stuck with Lex oh, for another yeah. season. Yeah, Lex is, I guess, still around. Cool. Uh, it's <laughs> funny because I saw I saw an interview uh, with John Cryer, like I think, like or just a snippet of an interview with John Cryer before the the finale, where he was like, "Yeah, because they had to cut the finale, you know, the last two or three episodes together, I kind of win." And so I I had a feeling that. He, uh, he was gonna I think the original plan probably was to like defeat Lex in some way but because they had to shorten the season and they had to cut together a couple different episodes I think that's why it kind of was like D- did Lex win I guess they just didn't have the footage of whatever it was that they were planning to do so I think that's why it got the dot 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 my sincere hope is that like we start back up in season six. They wrap the Lex stuff up really quick. And then Lex goes off to Superman and Lois. So is that Goodbye. why do you think? Because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I thought the uh, the way Lex defeated Brainy was so lazy. He just walked in and took the bottle from him. And he was like, 
and I'm going to take this. Well, I also, it, it made me like mad when he comes, he goes up to Brainy and he was like, oh, I knew you were going to do this. What? Come on. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I am really feeling for Brainy because his whole thing is supposed to be that he's the smartest <laughs> character on the show. And like every other episode, somebody is outsmarting him. Even and in the finale. Some, even in the finale. And at some point, you got to be like, baby, did you just make yourself a 12th level intellect? Is that just something that you say to yourself in the mirror? <laughs> He's like, today I'm smart. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's such, I feel so bad because it's such bad writing for that character. He should be the smartest person in the room. Like, he should be smarter than Lex Luthor. He's like a computer and a smart computer dude. Why I still don't understand why Brainy didn't do more in terms of helping defeat the VR. I just I still even when Brainy goes into Leviathan's uh lair, he did the code with like he touched the passcode. I was like, can't you just control technology? Why do you need to touch the passcode? And then it's like he's like, Yeah, I have to have my hand on this thing for 10 minutes. It's like there's not a more high-tech way you can get around that. <laughs> And he was really struggling to hold his hand down for 10 minutes. Oh, God, my hand. I know. It was, it was driving me crazy because I was just like, your whole season was about technology. And you have Brainiac on your show. And I do not understand how he was almost a non-entity in this season. Like, it doesn't make sense to me from a storytelling perspective. And he didn't do, like, he, uh, ultimately, he kind of saved the day. You know, he he took uh, Rama Khan and his uh, Rama friends, and he put them in the Bottle City, who, by the way, who were they? Oh, uh, they did <laughs> say their names, I think. Tezumak and Sela? Sela? Have we ever seen them before? No. They just it popped does. in randomly. And I was like, it, who are these people? It it reminded me of that one episode where Magan just randomly pops out of nowhere. And I was like, <laughs> am I tripping? <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> they just showed up as if they had, as if we should know who they are. Okay. And they had always been there. Yes. And it was like, I think the first time they show up, it's like literally in like the Leviathan thing. And they just like Ramakan walks up and you're like, yeah, right. Yeah, man, Ramakan. And then they walk up and you're like, and who are these people? <laughs> I, I guess we should assume that there are more Leviathan agents, but they did not do a good job of explaining who those people are. They didn't really do a good job. I didn't think about how, why they needed Green Lantern power rings and why they needed to take sauna baths or something. <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Listen, I, I'm not saying that I don't think Ramakan and uh, and the Conettes are a good time <laughs> because I think that they're probably a pretty tight crew to roll with. They they like saunas, they like plants. Uh, they're basically millennials. Like I get it. <laughs> I'm I'm there. I love it. Let's all go out, have some avocado toast, and spend three hours at brunch. I'm <laughs> down with that. But who are you people? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Uh, yeah, the Connets. Yeah, that's good times. Um, yeah, it was so, so weird. I I honestly felt like I had missed several scenes, like several scenes. I I'm still confused. I know this is kind of a departure about what we're talking about, but I'm still confused. Uh, if Kelly is okay with Alex going out and 
fighting crime. I'm still really, she seemed really cool about it in this episode. And I was like, did I miss a scene where Kelly was like, no, it's cool. It's, it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm over it. It seems like Kelly's whole emo- emotional arc started at the beginning of the season where it's like they were together and and then she started having issues with like, oh, no, I'm afraid to lose Alex. And, and then and then I don't know what happened. And then she was just kind of I.T. maintenance for a while. <laughs> and and then she just suggested that uh, that Alex get like a secret identity. And it felt like that the beginning, it felt like the pre-crisis stuff again. Where they so, just kind of dropped it. It's like, remember when she had that guardian shield? Where'd that thing go? Like, does she like still would... have that? If Alex is going to be a superhero now, maybe does she want to lend it to her? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I had not missed anything. Because when the, the Con Eds oh. came up and they had not been named until like close to the end of the episode, I was like, I feel like I'm missing a lot of things. I don't know if it's because of COVID-19. I don't know. But it just seems like the Kelly stuff, like they just all of a sudden made her okay with things. So I just wanted to make sure I just yeah, sort just, of tied that into Ramakan the Conets. Yeah, I like, like I think that there was a supposed to be a, I would think that there was supposed to be a character progression where like she would realize that like, you know, doing this stuff is part of Alex, like what Alex does. And, and, and I guess there was a little bit of that, but like, I don't feel like it was really, it didn't feel resolved enough to have her like, suggesting that alex be a vigilante which is like way more dangerous i guess i don't know it was it was a little weird all right so maybe while we're here uh or unless unless you have any more ramakan leviathan thoughts before we move on to alex i have many and they're confusing like so okay <laughs> quick quick ramakan thoughts uh first off love him love that they didn't <laughs> love that they didn't kill him ramakan lives on in a miniature i want next season to be like you go it's like the poly pocket version of ramakan also merchandising opportunity for supergirl i oh would buy gosh. it you imagine he's like in in his little like plant like sanctuary with his glass of ramakan's rama wine <laughs> but uh, like so <sighs> So they get sucked into the bottle city or yes. the bottle or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But pencil skirt does it like pencil skirt, like short circuits. And then she turns into like, Oh a, no, wait, Hey, this is, this is where the, the, the presentation comes in. Let me, let me, oh, let me okay. Share, share oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I you, jumped you, gun. you jumped, you jumped my uh, PowerPoint. Uh, guns. <laughs> Gorgeous. So, so I figured it would it'd be a good, nice visual aid uh, while you were talking about uh, pencil skirt. So uh, continue. Uh, yes. So she turns into whatever this thing is with like the, it's like a, like a Terminator with the bad hair day. You know what it is? Have you ever seen that, that, uh, that show Rugrats on Nickelodeon? That, uh, yes. Like the one character has that doll. Angelica has the doll. I can't remember the doll's name, but it has like three pieces of hair sticking straight up. That's what this reminds me of. It's, it's like, it's crazy. But what happened here? Like, how? What is? How did that connect in any way to anything? She, she I think, she was affected by the the bottle situation too. I think she was getting sucked Cynthia, into it. The name of the doll. The chat knew the name of the doll was Cynthia. I'm sorry. I'm this, sorry. This is why uh, a chat comes into. Uh, it's really worked uh, out into for me. play. Yeah. Um, but I think pencil skirt because I was bummed because at one point pencil skirt like falls over on the desk and I was like, oh, 
Is that how she goes out? Is she just gonna punk out and fall asleep on the desk? Because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm like on team what pencil if, skirt. Wait, I really what like if pencil skirt, skirt had been like, oh no, and then she had rolled under the desk and took a nap. <laughs> like, what if that's how she had gone out? What why does nobody put those lenses in and just curl up under the desk? That's what I would do. <laughs> uh yes, absolutely. That's what I would do. Um, but yeah, so it seems like she got affected by the what Brainy had done with the bottle, but then she like wigged out robotically. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it seemed weird. Uh I think picks by Katie McGraw in the chat here makes a good point, which is she set the office on fire maybe <gasps> so is that the end of catco are no. they just clearing house of everything no. everything we've once known and loved like deo gone catco gone all the desks gone everyone's homeless <laughs> <laughs> like i guess what? everybody's gonna have to live with cara now either oh, cara or, or John. <laughs> just slumber parties every night uh, I did not know. I mean, Catco's been through worse, you guys. Catco's been through inv alien invasions. Uh, I think one time Supergirl like flew through the roof. <laughs> it'll just, uh, it'll just get a new CEO. It's, uh, the, the CEO <laughs> defense against the dark arts. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> Andrea's, I guess, still sticking around. Andrea oh. Rojas is still sticking around. I mean, I guess, yeah. I, they they didn't really like vanquish her, vanquish her. They she just talked her down. So yeah, I guess she can still be the yeah. CEO of Catco, even though she tried to stab Supergirl in the heart with a kryptonite dagger. Also, she put four billion people in a VR. Um, also bad. You know, she's probably uh, going to get uh, killed at one time. <laughs> but don't I, worry she'll get I like a really gorgeous executive parachute of like a lot of money on her way out i'm sure <laughs> she'll be fine oh my gosh yeah so they're keeping andrea around i guess uh it seems like leviathan's sticking around and i did have this question for you because i was a little confused at the end of the episode so they kept talking about the she the head of leviathan who is above pencil skirt and at the end of the episode uh they ended on lily and luther with the kryptonite did you get the impression that she was the head of Leviathan? Because that's kind of what I took away from it. But I, I don't did, know. I did not. But I love it. <laughs> I love. So I will say the one like redeeming, like the one redeeming thing for me, like going into season six was like, maybe we eventually get rid of Lex. And it's the Lillian Luther show, which is a show I would subscribe to heartily. And like, yeah. Maybe maybe she's not the head of Leviathan. Maybe her good friend Judith Light is. Oh yeah, you know, oh man, that'd be so good. That'd be so good. <laughs> but no, they I don't have actually, a chance to do it. They still, it's the door is still open, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I didn't get that impression. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe, like maybe that seems plausible weird but plausible like i i had the impression that like the head of leviathan was like some otherworldly you know whatever but you know what lillian luther is kind of otherworldly awesome so yeah i i love lillian but i don't know if i would love her as the head of leviathan it doesn't really make any sense when you think about it too hard which makes me think they might do it but if she's not the head of Leviathan, so did we go through the entire season five and we didn't find out who the, the head we of Leviathan We sure did. Which, remember when we were we were doing, we were talking at some point and we were like, 
I think it was right after the coronavirus and right after lockdown. We were like, we're never going to find out the head of Leviathan. Like the season's just going to end and we won't know. And I think that's true. I think the season ended. I don't think we'd know. I I like the idea that like we have like a uh, a continuing storyline. I don't I don't mind that it's going to go into season six, but th- this was frustratingly slow and not great. And I hope it doesn't keep this pace up. Now it did have the season did have some things that I don't think they could control, like crisis and COVID nineteen, a worldwide pandemic. So there are some things that they couldn't control for some of this stuff, but. Man, you, you should reveal at least by the end of the season that last shot should be the head of Leviathan going into season six. I just yeah, like can't, I, I, I can't joked, it. I joked if they didn't have the footage, they they should have just put somebody up against the Zoom background and just been like, <laughs> "I am the head of Leviathan." Like anything, I I like. We spent this whole season and a lot of this season we didn't even really know any details about Leviathan. And then we finally got some Leviathan stuff like towards like the very end of the season. And then we end it. We still don't know who's the head of Leviathan. And like, I never really cared about Leviathan in the beginning of the season. I continue to not care. And now the, the cliffhanger is like a thing I still don't really care about. And it's like, I just kind of hope that like we find out in season six who's behind Leviathan it's somebody cool, and like maybe that becomes the villain <gasps> instead of Leviathan. Oh, they can't do Director Bones. Oh, oh. But, what if, but what if Director Bones is a she though? You're, uh, I mean, it could be a she. It's a skeleton. Hey, let's let's break that glass ceiling one <laughs> one fist bone at a time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how much cooler would have? I mean. Granted, we don't know how much of the the pandemic affected the finale, and maybe they had a, a better plan for how it would end. But how much cooler would it have been like to turn a chair around and reveal who the head of Leviathan was? I'd be like, hey, all right, okay, at least that's you like stuck thinking, the landing. That's what I kept thinking was going to happen, and then I got afraid. Like I was like, wait, is pencil skirt in her uh, Terminator uh, like Cynthia the doll form? Is <laughs> that the head of Leviathan? Because if so, I would be pretty disappointed. We have uh, a suggestion. Betty White is the head of Leviathan. That'd I think be amazing. that makes perfect sense. And I, I'm on board. <laughs> I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. So I was a little disappointed that we didn't get um, the head of Leviathan. I feel like that's something. If you tease it out and tease it out and tease it out, you got to deliver at some point. They, yeah. they, they, uh, they chomped out. It was now, now I, I guess the bigger question is, do you think had we had the full run of episodes that we would have found out who the head of Leviathan was by the end of the season? Or do I you think it was so. always their intention to like, leave us on a, a cliffhanger and have us not know. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say that the pandemic affected their plans. That's what it seemed like to me too. Like, I think like when, when, uh, Ramakan's Earth, Wind, and Fire crew showed up. <laughs> I felt like there probably was some like introduction stuff uh, that they had to cut out because they just need to squeeze a, like a lot of stuff into one episode. And so I feel it, or that they hadn't shot that stuff yet um, because because of how jarring and weird and like random it was. <laughs> and those yeah. are the kind of things where I was like, ooh, like I can see that they like cobbled together like a couple of different things and like like hot glued it yeah i will say that for the most part despite probably what they had to work with 
the episode worked as an episode. I will, I will say yeah. that um, there might have been some things I didn't like about it, but it still, I think, at least made sense, or or at least everything kind of went together, and they got from an A to a B. Even though it, some of it might not have been what I wanted, I think it did um, accomplish what it set out to do. Yeah, I think it was an enjoyable to watch episode. Like for a season finale, it was a little bit abrupt. But for like an episode towards the end of the, the season, I think it was like well done. Like they did the best that they could. I, I'm actually impressed with like what they accomplished considering all the challenges that they were facing with like coronavirus and not being able to finish their season. Yeah, so uh, I guess one one last thing we could talk about, I guess, uh, to wrap up our um, episode discussion is uh, the Lena Car developments. So we got some closure, I guess, with them. So what did you think about um, how they ended things this season? Um, I like the Lena and Car stuff in this one. I, I think it, it kind of it fell victim to everything feeling very rushed because it felt very rushed. Like um, when Kara was not like immediately um, accepting of her apology, I thought that that was like, very understandable considering that Lena had been not super nice to her for like months. Uh, so the idea that like Kara wasn't like immediately going to be like, we cool. Uh, that felt really like believable to me. Like you had, there were a couple of scenes of like um, them all working together. And then like Kara hugged Alex and Lena was like, oh, I didn't get a hug. <laughs> like she looks sad. She's like, where's my hug? And I was like, you should have been nicer. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get your hug you just give her five minutes lena <laughs> the other day you, you, you were yelling at her in the you built a road dude you built a robot that tried to kill supergirl you need yeah. to just chill out remember your homicidal robot friend it's been a weird year for you lena you sit down and you think about what you did <laughs> but uh i did generally like the uh i liked all their scenes together. I think that they were really good. Obviously Katie McGraw and Melissa Benoist are always really good in scenes together. I thought that they were, and I, and I thought that like all those little like things of like Lena really being like, Oh no, I really messed this up. Like there's one point I think where they're like going in one direction, like Lena goes to like touch her. And then she's like, Oh, I shouldn't. She's mad at me. <laughs> I thought that that was like really well done. I thought Katie played that really well. And I, I also liked the way that she sort of played, um, I think that that she did some soul searching, I guess, on the way on the way from like wherever she walked over to Cara's apartment. She like really, really did a download of like a whole season's worth of baggage and mm -hmm. like a, a long walk. Maybe it was when she had to run from one side of the prison to the other in heels. And know, like had a watch that would get her there. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was like thinking about her life and her choices as she ran. But uh, I think I like that she she kind of told Cara that, you know, it's like it's not an excuse, but this is you know, I was really hurt. And when I'm hurt, I put up walls. And when I'm hurt, I lash out. And like, I understand, like, if, if you're not there with me quite yet. And I, I thought that that was I like, I like the way that they they played that. And I think it would have been unrealistic. If she had walked into a cars, like loft and been like, I'm sorry. And car was like, we cool. No, <laughs> like, uh, I, I think that that would have been unrealistic to the max, especially since Kara had been apologizing like profusely to Lena all uh, all season and Lena didn't want to hear one word. Uh, but I did. And I like that little moment towards the end after 
Eve shoots uh, William, which was amazing. Uh, if Eve can just shoot er- like one person per season, I think that would be my my dream, my life. I also <laughs> notice notice how even though Eve is redeemed, didn't mention she killed uh, Supergirl's dad. That no, no, dad never came back. Not didn't come up at all. I kept waiting for Eve to be like, "Listen, uh, now that we're square." Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I tried to kill your your maybe boyfriend, possibly horse. That's yeah. I, that's on me, and I feel definitely bad about a horse. It. Definitely a horse. I feel bad about it. But uh, what I really feel bad about is accidentally po- poisoning your pops. Like real sorry about that. <laughs> feel like feel like I should apologize for that. Eve was like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. This is not the time. It's, it's like time. I feel like she. I feel like I want her to save my mom and myself first, and then maybe <laughs> maybe I'll write her a letter uh, later on from like Mexico. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's a moment where like after Eve shoots William, like, William is like, "Where's Kara? Like she's she must be in trouble." And and uh, and Lena turns and she goes, "Oh, I, I talked to Kara. She's fine." Like and uh, and like Lena and uh, and Supergirl have this look like lion. <laughs> and, it really, and it like as as a, I think it showed like character growth that like Lena had finally realized like this is why Supergirl has lied to me this whole time this is why Kara lied it was not you know it was not malicious it's not because it was trust it was to protect me but it was also a really funny moment of them like bonding over a lie which I thought was funny <laughs> <laughs> you lied to him so well it was so good Welcome to the lie squad, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I did like that. I liked um, that uh, Lena built up Kara's trust a little bit more. uh, And I really, as a Kara fan, I loved getting to see Kara sort of unleash on Lena. That I really enjoyed that. Mostly because Melissa Benoist is such a good actress. And she made me really feel all of that that pent-up anger at Lena that she, she just threw at her. And I just kept thinking, why don't they give her more material to do? Like, it just, it it uh, makes me upset that they don't give her more opportunities to really showcase the the acting that she can do. Because she and uh, Katie McGrath were so good in this, ep- in this episode with everything that they had to do between Lena and Cara. Their, their acting really was uh, good, but especially from Melissa. Um, so I, I really hope that in season six, they... You know, let her, you know, let Melissa take a break, do some baby bonding. And then if she's ready to come back for season six, I just wish they would give Cara so many good chances to um, or give Melissa so many chances to uh, showcase her acting because she was really, really good uh, in in most of this episode. Yeah, because Melissa is is great. And I just feel like she doesn't get enough like really good, juicy material to work with and like. All, all so many of those car and Lena scenes because there are a lot of motions there. I felt like they were so great, and I think that's why you know we love seeing those two actresses in scenes together, just because they are so good and they play off each other so well, and they have such good chemistry together. And like, I, I it, it makes me a little sad about how this like this feud storyline like felt so I don't know almost wasted to me. Like I. I for a, a big swath of the season, I didn't really connect to it emotionally. Like in this episode, when they were patching things up, I felt like emotions again. I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy that they're, you know, the same way I did when like Kara confessed to Lena that she was Supergirl and was like crying and things like that. Like, 
I feel like those emotions, like there were some episodes that were very, that hit those beats really hard and, and were really good. But for a lot of it, it was just like, Lena in a lab, like boop, boop, boop on keyboards, <laughs> like being like, I'm mad. This is my project. I'm <laughs> experimenting on dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what makes me a villain because I experiment <laughs> on pets. <laughs> Goodbye, mouse. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Leslie has a question. Uh, do you think Kara's speech should have come in earlier episodes? Uh, are you talking about Kara's Big Hope speech or Kara's speech to Lena in terms of their feud? I don't know. I think this this week, I think it worked out in terms of the timing of when she um, gave both speeches, the speech to Lena as well as the uh, the Hope speech. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I I don't think it was handled as well as it could have been all season, uh, but I, I at least liked where they ended with Kara uh, and Lena. If they're if they're so determined to make Lena Luther uh, a good hero her heroic character and not make her evil which would make her so much more fun um <laughs> i guess i will go with it if they continue to write them well like they did this week um but it, it's still kind of like ugh, she she'd be so much more fun if she was like metallolina we all know it <laughs> we all know it uh but but i thought they ended in a good place um and it sounds like uh season six they might be teaming up to go after lex so uh, that can maybe be um, interesting to watch. Okay, so I guess, uh, should we, uh, before we wrap up, do you want to do a little uh, boardroom or ballroom? And now, Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom? I know what a lot of the topic is going to be of this boardroom or ballroom, but like we didn't really talk about Alex at all. And so, okay. All right. Let's, let's start. <laughs> uh, let's start with Alex um, because I really need to get your thoughts on uh, Alex's new look. Uh, she revealed her new, uh, I guess, superhero look uh, this week. So uh, what'd you think? It was, it was a, it was a lot. Um, it was, there was a lot of eye makeup going on. Um, it was very blue. The eyeshadow was very blue. It was very dark. She kind of looked like um, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Mm. Like, <laughs> or um, I don't like, uh, it was just such a, like a glam rock look almost. But I don't know what she's glam rocking about. Uh, the hood was, I mean, she, the presumably Kelly told her, you should wear a mask. And what she took from that is like, like heavy urban decay is what I'm going <laughs> to put on my, <laughs> like, I'm just going to put on the makeup, but like with a spatula and that's, <laughs> no one will know it's me. Uh, but also she, her hair was braided. And at <laughs> one point, and it had a blue Rebecca, streak. there was a blue streak. And, and that's where, that's where a part of me died. And like a part of my soul just flew up out of my body. It was when I saw the blue streak. Cause I was like, what, how, <laughs> how does she, is she like, hold on. Crime is afoot. One second. 
<laughs> or does she like clip in like the little Claire's extension? Like, do you remember like you could get those like little like multicolor hair extensions and they would like disintegrate as soon as you put them near your hair? But does she like clip that in and she starts braiding furiously? She's like, hold on, hold on. I've got to get to the bank. It's being robbed. But first, my look. Like, I don't understand any of it. <laughs> I, I can maybe go with the fact that she braids her hair every time she goes out to fight, fight crime. I can maybe get I can maybe get there. I can maybe be on board. It's ridiculous and it makes no sense, but I, you might get me there. The blue streak, on the other hand, the blue streak was where is it lost tough me. to really swallow because my thought is, why doesn't she just get a blue wig? Yeah. Why just yeah. one section of the hair being blue? Like I, I know in our in our working it or wiggy episode, I I came down hard on that on Batwoman oh, on on, Bat Bat on Alex in the past, obviously, uh, but also on Batwoman because of her her dumb red wig, um, that just like exploding from her bat cow and like. Okay, but like that thing makes more sense than whatever is happening with Alex. And then Kelly told her that like like maybe it's time for you to wear a mask. And like what she took from that is like to go to the Mac makeup counter. Like <laughs> I I understand that she has a hood like later on in the episode that she puts up like a like Green Arrow, but like she wore that hood so little that I kept forgetting it was part of her costume. I don't I don't, I don't know. understand the function of the hood. Is it part, uh, is, it, is part, it supposed to be to like protect her identity? Maybe like on on Arrow at least they sort of explained the hood because it was something that came out of his island time. So <laughs> so I can maybe go with it because it was it was part of the character's journey the hood. Um, but this it was not explained at all. She just showed up and she had it, and this was the like. They did set up the black and blue. We did talk about that in a previous episode of Supergirl Radio. Yeah, the, the like Super, she was, she was clearly Alex. into that black and blue color scheme. That yeah. was clearly set up. Like she was like when they were making this outfit, she was like, "I'm feeling black and blue. That's what I'm feeling." And like, what if I just added like a fun streak to my hair? It just feels, <laughs> it feels like uh, her whole superhero look. And I love Alex. It feels like somebody going through something, you know, when you're like you're. <laughs> One friend goes through a bad breakup and they're like, I think I'm just going to do like fun streaks in my hair. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to make it better. Yeah, you should do that. Good you go, girl. This is what it feels like for Alex. Like this is Alex's like, like quarter life crisis. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I immediately did not like it um, when, when I saw it. <laughs> and like the, the eye makeup, I think I made this joke on Twitter, but it felt to me like, um like blue like dark blue eyeshadow like that, that kicked on is like kind of like what a 14 year old thinks is like the height of sophistication and i speak from experience when i thought like i was like yes yes blue eyeshadow <laughs> okay all right so we do have some comments here that maybe will help us so electra wwf says i think the hair and makeup is all part of the alien device she uses for her costume okay oh. If that was explained to be that way, I could maybe buy it. So is it like an image inducer thing where like it induces the, the eye makeup on her face and, and the streak in her hair? I guess. But also, why why not more blue? 
the the one blue streak is not going to hide her identity. I think it needs to just be all blue hair or no blue hair. I don't understand it. Uh, let's see. We also have a comment that says Kyler also said that that Alex will get something that will explain the outfit. I think it will be the L crest. Uh, I have mixed feelings. On How that. would you feel about that? Because I have mixed feelings about that. I have big mixed feelings. Like because because Supergirl is already not the only super on her own show. Now she's going to be not the only person with an L crest on her very similar cost. Like Alex's costume is not super similar to Supergirl's, but it has a similar look. It just doesn't have a cape. And then it's going to have the crest. I mean, we've seen Alex before with the, uh, the house of L crest, like in the Elseworlds crossover. And I like, I like the connection of like her connection to Kara's Kryptonian heritage. I like that because they're sisters, but I don't want to see her fighting crime with an, a uh, house of L crest on her suit. Nope. I, I, I do not have good feelings about that. Um, how do you feel about her being a, like a vigilante that's more hero esque that has like a costume and things? Uh, because I just don't feel like, does Alex Danvers need this? Are they so, why can't they figure out what to do with Alex Danvers? One of the coolest characters on the show. Like it just, it kind of boggles my mind that it feels like they've been like reaching for things to do with Alex for like maybe a season, a season and a half, maybe more when she's like such a good character. It just feels like they don't know what to do with her. And whenever they don't know what to do with the character on Supergirl, they just decide to make them a vigilante. Uh, Yeah. And what I think is so strange is that they're totally missing what to do with Alex. And I, I know exactly what they should be doing with Alex. They should be making her the strategist who hangs out at the tower and controls where everybody goes and says, Hey, Supergirl, you need to go over here. And Magan, you need to go over here. Like she has the uh, experience of the DEO to be the person who is like the control at the, uh, I almost said watchtower, the control <laughs> at the tower. And she, she could be the head of operations there and she wouldn't have to be in the field, but she could still be the one. Somebody needs to be back at a base doing things. Yeah. Um, so that seems like a perfect fit for Alex. Um, but they want her out in the field doing stuff. And it doesn't even make sense because even though she's got that costume and the makeup and the blue streak in her hair, she still has no armor. She has no protection. She's still, even in this episode, she's like, I feel very vulnerable. I was like, yeah, you should. Yeah. Because you have no protection on you. you she's like, I got this giant alien gun. Is that good enough? It's like, Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was pretty cool. And she did some damage with it. But I, I just, it, not a lot of it makes sense. Uh, so, yeah. So there's, there's the big Alex uh, portion of boardroom or ballroom. Uh, maybe <laughs> it will grow on me. But I'm not feeling it right now. There was there was also that shot um, where they're first like showing off her costume where she's like, look at this cool costume I have and like car screams. And then they like they cut to her like showing off her costume. And she literally looks like I think they CGI'd it. I don't think that they had the footage of it. So I think that they just like CGI'd her in because she literally looked like a video game character for a second. And I had like a real hard hit of Uncanny Valley. And it was very disconcerting for me. I I I did not care for it. I didn't think I, I thought it, I, I thought it was weird that they like revealed the first the first full reveal of her costume 
um, pull up the PowerPoint again. Uh, was yes, her this from is it. <laughs> what, was, was it. her was her from behind? Oh, sorry. Um, and I was like, who? Who? If if Zack Snyder had done this shot in a film, people would be livid. He would get so much crap for this. And uh, I guess because David Harold directed it, nobody cares. But I thought this was so weird. Why would you do your full your first full reveal of a costume? As like, like a this. CGI shot. And, and it was also like and from the back, from the from behind. The back, you can also tell that like she's painted into what, I, again, what I think looks like a Zoom background. Like it, it doesn't look re- like it doesn't look real. It's <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah, it was it was not a great reveal for her costume. Yeah, I maybe it'll grow on us over time and maybe it's something that will they'll they'll keep building on it and maybe they can make it better uh because you know even even Kara had to make her costume better as time went on so i yeah, guess yeah i think alex can like add some some of her own personal flair to the costume um and like make it better i don't know maybe she'll just maybe she'll decide that like the blue streak in her hair is not for her she'll just <laughs> unclip it take it out just- <laughs> It makes no sense. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll just have to keep an open mind, I guess. I, about I actually did it. see um, a. It was like a short. I think it was like an Instagram live or some uh, some interview with Kyler, where she was talking about like working with the um, with the production team on the costume and how she wanted it to be like. She had ideas for the costume that they listened to her on and like that there was way more um, in because she, she said something like, oh, well, I, I only had two episodes in the costume. So clearly she was supposed to be in that like there were supposed to be two episodes of material with that. Oh. Uh, so I think that that again, like I think a lot of the things that I thought in this episode felt weird and rushed and a little sweaty. I think a lot of that was because of the condensing the episodes down. So uh, there is a comment that says David said there are parts missing in the scene of the loft. So yeah, there could be things that we did not see. So maybe maybe there's more explanation of the look than we were given. So there's that. Uh, I think we, <laughs> I think we should keep going with a boardroom or ballroom oh, definitely. here. Um, so since uh, we normally make this about Lena, I thought I would point out that uh, Lena was wearing jeans in this one. Oh my god! I don't think <laughs> I don't think I even clocked that until like late <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> uh, also, a uh, uh, shirt tucked into jeans. Mm. That's that's a statement. She's like, listen, I'm like part of me is a 70s child. And like, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I like that. I like it's got like kind of a cool like 70s vibe, a little bit of a like a a mom taking their kid to soccer practice. I love it. (laughs) I like she's she's like she's so laid back. But also, I bet she's got great snacks in her purse. I love a casual Lena look. Me I think too. She, I think she needs to be more casual on the regular. Uh, so that, that was a uh, that was n- nice to see. More jeans for Lena next season. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be my uh, my change.org jeans, 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 jeans. <laughs> jeans. <laughs> so uh, so that was the only thing that stuck out for me with Lena in this episode. I don't know if you had any other Lena uh, wardrobe thoughts. No, no. I just like the jeans. 
that was, yeah. that was exciting for me. I, I, I like the coat too, the coat that she was wearing at the end of last episode and then continuing to this episode when she was apologizing to Kara. I thought that that was a really pretty color on her. Yeah. So uh, good looks for Lena in this episode. Now I do have one other character I want to talk about because it really was the only character who was really pushing the boardroom or ballroom uh, boundaries. And that was uh, oh, pencil yeah. skirt. Oh yeah. Pencil skirt. Uh, pencil skirt looks like a, an extra from Aquaman. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. She. Does her outfit have scales? <laughs> Because it kind of looks like it has scales. <laughs> it's close, I think. Um, I'm more concerned about uh, the cut of it. Uh, <laughs> how do I say this politely? Um, she's shown a lot of uh, skin. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, what it did. Uh, that, that seemed a little inappropriate for uh, a corporate uh, work uh, situation. Uh, it, it It did seem a little bit more ballroom than boardroom <laughs> i'm not i'm not you know we all we all have our our different looks that we like to try out maybe <laughs> the push-up was this was not the day for it because you're going into the office you're launching a big product you're dressed like a fish there's a lot happening with you right now she looks like a she looks like a busty mermaid and i don't really understand why <laughs> I don't either, but she was still wearing that green. That green is her color. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I've committed to this one color. I I'm not as committed to the pencil skirts anymore. And I'm a I'm personally a little sad that she didn't Me stick too. with the pencil skirts. But she has definitely stuck with the color scheme. She's like, green, like money. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom. She seemed so stressed out, Gamine. She seemed really stressed out about the Unity Festival. And I was like, you know, as a bad guy, the whole like plague thing seems like it would be easier for <laughs> yeah. you to go about doing a, a, a natural disaster or a plague. Well, there's one point where where she's like, I'm just going to kill everybody now. I've got like one third of the people in there already. I've got billions. And and and, and Lex is like, but you don't have 50% of the people. And that's what you want. You want that many people. And she's like, that's right. And I'm like, your boy Rama Khan can <laughs> unleash a bunch of plagues and kill the rest of them. I don't feel like you guys are really working hard enough. I think that you, I think, honestly... Uh, the, I think the real problem with the Leviathan is that they've gone corporate. They've they've been <laughs> taken over. They really like they started out fighting the man, you know. But like from the inside, oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna do it the way that these humans like, and then we'll we'll take them down from the inside. But then I think that they got like really wrapped up in like the stock earnings, <laughs> and like she seemed to care way more about the fact that this Unity Festival wasn't going well. Uh, then she did about killing people. And I think, listen, man, you can't forget what you're in there in it for. <laughs> <laughs> My face hurts. Um, yeah, she, uh, she got really stressed out about the, uh, unity festival. I, th I think it's time to like take a vacation after that. Uh, so pencil skirt, Gamine, she should have maybe just, uh, done what they had done before. It, it was successful. Yeah. I think what? that the unity festival, I, th I think they got everybody in there. But it didn't. It didn't succeed. So they need to maybe go back. Go back to their roots. I think so. I think they got to get. They got to get back to doing what they do best. Plagues. 
If it ain't broke, don't fix it. No. Uh, I mean, so. we're living we're living through the evidence, I think, right now. Like, very effective plagues. Yes. And you yes. don't have to do a lot of work for it. No. I mean, it just, you just it does its back. own thing. They worked too hard. She was working so hard. She's like, if the launch, like the tech journalists aren't even going to like, you, they're going to be so mean to me on Twitter. It's like, come on, hey. <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> oh, she really yeah. lost sight of the goal. I think. <laughs> I kind of almost wish that like Supergirl sometimes didn't take itself so seriously and could do something like that, where like you have Ramakan going to like to her, like, are you seriously like so in this that you don't care about like killing the people anymore? And she's like, hold on, look at I'm on the cover of Thirty Under Thirty. <laughs> 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 she got too in it, into it uh yeah so i i think um leviathan is a group of villains got scarier towards the end of the season but some of that still is kind of like y'all y'all are bad at this y'all are not good at this villain being evil thing and like they're all supposed to be gods and like alex got in a couple of hits like i just feel like <laughs> I feel like the I feel like Leviathan was both too powerful and not powerful enough. Like they couldn't decide. Well, I did enjoy that uh, Supergirl got a super clap in. Uh, that was yes. that, that was fun. So some of the takedown of Leviathan was enjoyable to watch, but uh, they seem to be somewhat unkillable. I guess that it's probably good that Brainy didn't try to kill him and just you shrink him down and trap him. Um, which makes me wonder if they will do a Bottle City of Candor type thing next season. That would be Are awesome. Are they going to shrink some people? I would be into that. I would be they excited. Shrink Supergirl because... and put her in that bottle? Yes. That See, that would feel exciting to me. That's like, that's different than something that you would see on any other show. Because it's like a Supergirl. That feels to me like a Supergirl story. Yes, uh, I would enjoy that. But uh, they'll probably think of something that nobody really cares about. It doesn't really need to be talked about. But they're like, this is going to be the theme of the season. <laughs> this is, And they're going to shove all the stories into that theme, even though they don't belong there. I'm going to pitch them out something, and they're not going to listen. Um, but what if next season, no theme, just good storytelling? Just, just a character journey. Just a character. Just decide on what you want somebody's journey to be, and then it doesn't have to. There doesn't have to be a theme. It's not. It's not a middle school dance. <laughs> <laughs> you can build the theme around the journey. You can yeah. have thematic thematic elements in the journey. It's uh, true. Yeah, but I I don't think they're gonna change the format. I think we're stuck with themes. Uh, so I'm curious about what the theme of season six is. What are they gonna tackle next? They've tackled immigration. Uh, executive orders technology technology uh, vr so. for some reason really anti-vr yeah uh w what problem do they have with me playing beat saber calm down supergirl <laughs> uh i'm sure vr has its pluses uh but you know i can see why sticking everybody in there and making everybody vulnerable to being murdered at the same time is pretty bad uh, yeah, so I guess uh, that's probably going to do it for our discussion. And uh, since we're live, we're not going to be able to retweet just for time because we're already almost an hour and a half into things. 
so we're going to we're going to retweet the tweets that y'all sent us and we're also going to save the emails for maybe another episode of Supergirl Radio and try to hit that feedback. Uh, but for right now, while we're live, we're going to make some snap judgments. Um, so feel free to play along in the chat with us and you can make your own snap judgments. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. So, uh, Morgan, would you, uh, get us to snap judgments? I sure would. So our first snap judgment comes from at Kaya underscore Matsui, who says, at this point in the story, how could how would you define Kara and William's relationship? A. Co-workers who are friendly to each other. B. Good friends. C. Two people who went on a date once and have never <laughs> spoken about it. Or D. <laughs> dating. <laughs> well, I mean, it's obviously C. It's Oh, it's totally C. Um, I do think that probably occasionally, like... William will bring her like baked goods to try to like get that second date. And she's just like, cool cookies and walks away. So. <laughs> I did think, I did think it was strange that they, they had her go to save William and then nothing came about it. I mean, maybe it was something that was going to happen later on, but if they were intent on building a romantic relationship between them, something should have happened there. When And remember that episode where Lex was like, uh, activate William. Yeah. What was, was that just nothing? <laughs> I guess uh, activate doesn't mean what we think it means. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. He, uh, he, he definitely took a bullet like a person who wasn't activated by Lex Luthor. Although what if the bullet, what if, what if that somehow needs, he needs, I mean, Supergirl saved him. She cauterized his wound uh, a la Clark and Lois and Man of Steel, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but maybe something happens with the wound and he has to be, he has to be fixed again magically and something happens and he transforms into a horse. I think it's still possible. I think <laughs> what if, what if his wound gets infected and they're like the only way for us to save him. And this is going to sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just like alien technology. And they're like, the side effect is that he's going to be a horse some of the time. <laughs> yeah, Miriam says the bullet activates his horse powers. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was the comment? Uh, Ra uh, Ranger says, uh, comment, <laughs> William wishes for horses. Uh, so I think it's still possible. I mean, we'll, we have another shot. If William's going to yeah. stick around in season six, it's still possible. We could it still could still happen. I, I still believe. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder's films, and uh, y'all are going to have to check on me tomorrow because rumor has it they're going to announce uh, the release of the Snyder Cut on uh, HBO Max. So just check in on me tomorrow, just, you know, in case I'm so excited I, like, throw <laughs> up or I'm so upset that I throw up. Like, it, it, it could go either way. But what I've learned about the Snyder Cut movement is that fans have the ability to make change happen. So That's I'm not true. saying... I'm not saying we should be aggressive about the Williams Comet theory. No, no, but, but we, I don't, we I don't put it out there in the universe like the I secret. <laughs> I'm making my vision board. It's picture, it's pictures of William next to pictures of horses, like like running through a field of flowers, and and <laughs> and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna envision it into reality. You know, just uh, put it out there. See see what happens. You never know. You never know what kind of change you you can affect. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so that is, uh, be the horse you want to see in the world. Is, yeah. is what I always say <laughs> we can make it happen. Uh, okay. So our next set of snap judgments are from Danae. The first one is which was the weirdest part of Alex's new suit, the intense eyeshadow or the blue braid. I mean, it's definitely the blue braid. <laughs> it's definitely for me. the blue braid. Like the eyeshadow, I can at least justify because I think that anyone seeing her, seeing her in that costume would be like, you know what? That looks like that girl I know, Alex Danvers, but no way would she wear eyeshadow that tacky. <laughs> so I think that that makes sense to me. But the blue braid has no no reason for being, <laughs> no reason to exist whatsoever. Um, okay, um, for this snap judgment. Danae says, I will channel my inner Anna. Oh, Uh-oh. Danae, what are you doing to me? Okay, <laughs> ready. Oof. Uh, which was the saddest moment for Lena? The moment when she sees Car and Alex hug and realizes she will never have a sibling who loves her. Ooh. Oh, God. Or <laughs> after we've seen her get yelled at by Lex, we see her ask Kara, you can yell at me. I clearly deserve it because Ooh. she thinks as soon as she's hurt a person she loves, they have the right to scream in her face. Oh, that's dark. Oh, wow. I didn't even oh, think about that. Danae, it's like you stabbed me with a kryptonite <laughs> dagger. Oh, God. I mean, the uh, saddest saddest moment, I would say, uh, when she tells Kara she can yell at her. Yeah, I think that was the saddest moment for me, too. Like... Yeah, I, I saw, I, and I, I've seen, like, on Twitter, like, GIFs, uh, like, comparing, like, Lex yelling at her and her saying that. And I was like, oh, I didn't put that together when I first watched it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> now that's, I'm sad. <laughs> that's rough. That is rough. Poor Lena. Uh, okay, which was Lena's best attempt at protecting Kara from kryptonite? Building her a new suit or jumping between Andrea and Kara when Andrea was holding kryptonite? I will say I've been uh, upset with Lena for most of the season. You know, she's trying to, I mean, we go back to that previous snap judgment. Maybe somebody should have been at least telling Lena some hard truths. Because, yeah. <laughs> because she had tried to mind control the world. She did a lot of bad things. She uh, implanted a robot into another person without their permission. Uh, she was she was not uh, really clearly thinking about what is the right thing to do here. I think this uh, is like the downside of like when you're not talking to any of your friends anymore and your only friend is a robot you've programmed. <laughs> you make a lot of bad decisions. You're not going to be getting the best feedback is what I'm saying. <laughs> not impartial, definitely. So I, I was uh, not happy with Lena and some of her choices this season, uh, but she did uh, show a lot of gumption to stand in front of Andrea Rojas and have kryptonite sticking into her neck like that uh so i'll give it up to uh lena for that yeah she jumped in between andrea and carl when andrea was holding kryptonite that's what i'm gonna pick yeah i'm gonna pick that one too i liked i liked that whole scene between her and andrea and i think it really like for me went a long way of making that andrea character feel more coherent in the season but it was also just like straight up heroic like she's like if you you know if you want to stab supergirl you got to go through me like that's that's pretty tough lena she didn't even have her uh her her shooting uh jacket on her leather jacket <laughs> i actually thought about it i was like she really needs to put that on in this, this episode. <laughs> if ever there was a time to put on her her murdering jacket and get to business it was this one <laughs> um okay 
is Magan going to stay on Earth next season or is Jean going to leave uh, to go to Mars next season? That's interesting. I didn't even think about if Magan will stick around. Uh, I liked her there. I kind of feel like Jean and Magan are like the mom and dad of the Super Friends. Yeah. Uh, the, the space mom and dad. <laughs> uh, so I, I hope that uh, it's Magan sticking around next season. Yeah, I, I would like Magan to stick around, uh, even though she showed up so terribly randomly this season. Uh, it was nice to have her back. And it was also nice to have, like, scenes with that where with John where he was talking to somebody who's kind of, like, on his level, who kind of understands him. So I think that they, we can also, we've got them both on the on the season. I think we could get into some cool Martian stuff again, which would be nice. Yeah, and Magan had that really nice scene with Nia, uh oh yeah in in the hallway i guess of lena's lab where she has a snack machine that like come on lena you're telling me lena luther has a vending machine with snacks (laughs) no 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 she has her assistants go fetch her cronuts and stuff like i don't i don't believe this for one second (laughs) she's not she's not down that lab eating funyuns who do you think she is this is lena luther Yeah, so I guess that was down in the lab. I'm not really sure where that was. Uh, but I like that scene between Magan and uh, Dreamer. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, who is Leviathan's anointed one? Lena's birth mother and her element is water. And instead oh. of drowning, she disappeared underwater for a long time to fake her own death. Ooh. Or Lillian, whose element is also water. And she used her powers to make Lena's birth mother drown. Oh, those are two good Ooh. options. Um, I Ooh. kind of like uh, Lena's mother. Uh, what is it? Lena's mother's element uh, is water, and she yeah, cause, uh, cause saved herself. Nia does call the um, uh, Ramakan and the Connets. She calls them uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right? So, no water there. Yeah, there's no water. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, I love the idea of of Lena's mom. Uh, being the bad guy uh, just because that would give something some stakes and like some personal connection instead of it just being some like weird robot lady who likes to wear mermaid outfits to the office. And uh, so, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that that would be really cool. And that would, you know, explain why she drowned if she has like water powers. The only hole in that is I'm assuming that the leader of Leviathan would be one of the leviathan species what would think but she but didn't lena lena's mom had that like or how ha, had talked about that weird medallion that gave andrea rojas powers so is lena like half cybernetic immortal being <laughs> maybe maybe this explains something about hope i don't know <laughs> that's uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll pin this for we need, now we need to we need we to, need more uh, information on this. yeah <laughs> yeah but i like it I like it. I like where it's going. <laughs> um, okay. Which was the funniest dig at the show during Ozzy's super stream uh, last Sunday? John Cryer wondering if he had to get so many lines and that viewers would probably understand Lex's plans without so much exposition. <laughs> or Julie Gonzalo saying, if I have to do one more commercial. Did she really say that? Amazing. Thank you. Wow, Julie. Uh, a gift. <laughs> I'm I, sorry you had to do so many episodes. Because we t- we talked about that. That all she all Andrea was doing for several episodes was, 
Obsidian North, we have this new technology. Come and buy our product. That's VR uh, for everyone. <laughs> I literally mean everyone. We're just going <laughs> to give it to you. You don't have to buy it. <laughs> everyone can afford this. It's the only way 4 billion people having it makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of Andrea's uh, first scenes on the show was, what, what was it the scene where she was like on top of the big sign? That was pretty early on where Andrea was like pitching obsidian and all that kind of stuff and she was like in this field uh, yeah oh yeah I, I just have some memory of that uh that's that's what i think of when i think of andrea rojas just constantly shooting tv commercials <laughs> just constantly uh pitching products she's kind of been in the background of all season going like obsidian <laughs> obsidian <laughs> please buy our product <laughs> we don't have any glitches whatsoever it, this is Our all IG fine. department, we we vetted all of them. <laughs> <laughs> they are totally not uh, members of an underground secret immortal alien no, no. group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I would go with the Julie Gonzalo comment because it's so funny. Although I do love that John Cryer uh, pointed out that there was too much exposition in his episode. <laughs> He delivers it really well, though. He does. He does really have a way with that exposition. I will give it to John Cryer because uh, uh, he his Lex Luthor is is pretty awesome. Uh, just just taken over in a way that is unfortunate. Okay. Yes. So our last set of snap judgments are from my girl Anna. Okay. So first snap judgment: What moment made me happiest? Eve shooting William in the chest. Or Lena using her body as a human shield and being willing to die to save Kara's life. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do human shield because like literally like w William hasn't done much. He's just a noble steed. And I feel like he's getting a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Lena using her body as a human shield uh, because I was at least uh, happy to see it. Uh, she She sort of redeemed herself a little bit. And I'm going to flip over really quickly to a snap judgment we just got in the comments uh, before I forget it or lose my place. It's from Picks, uh, Picks by Katie McGraw, who says, snap judgment, what prop would you get? A deck of Rama cards or a tabletop hope? <sighs> I really want. so hard. Because I, oh. Oh, I really want those Rama cards, but a tabletop hope. Tabletop hope. Now, is the tabletop hope functional? Because I think that changes things. Like if the tabletop hope like talks to me, I'm like, I'm like, hey, hope, could you uh turn the lights on? And she's like, sure will. Let's kill Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> like that's what I gotta go with every time. <laughs> yeah, because uh tabletop hope would most definitely have homicidal tendencies. I feel like tabletop hope would just like in the middle of the night you'd be sleeping and she would just be like, haha, murder. <laughs> He'd be like, damn it, Hope, we've talked about this. <laughs> uh, I think you've convinced me, though. I think I'm going to go Tabletop Hope. I think that would actually be, because the Rama cards, like, they would be fun to look at, and maybe you play one game of solitaire, <laughs> and you'd be over it. But Tabletop Hope, you could go so much longer with the Tabletop Hope. Tabletop uh, Hope might also ruin your life, though. I think that's probably has to be part of the calculations. Like, Tabletop <laughs> Hope is, like, probably turning off your smoke detector and setting fires. <laughs> <laughs> Tabletop Hope is like, whoops, I thought you wanted your, your apartment more fiery. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess you are uh, assuming a little bit of risk with tabletop <laughs> hope. So it's it's about how, how much risk you want. I'm going to say tabletop hope. She seems I, I mean, fun. I'm still going tabletop hope. I'm just saying we're taking a risk here. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, last snap judgment from Anna. What would have been a more cinematic ending? Andrea stabbing Lena and Lena bleeding out as she watches Andrea kill a helpless Kahara while whimpering, please stop, please don't hurt her. Or Kara leaving VR to see Lena and Andrea engage in a battle to the death as Lena screams, if you want to hurt, hurt Kara, you'll have to kill me first, right as Andrea snaps her neck. Oh, God. And Kara screams in horror and kills Andrea with her heat vision. Anna, we were doing really well. And then, and then this one took a turn, a really dark turn. <laughs> well, what and have this... we said about the happy snap judgment? You've got to give me one happy one. <laughs> I well, mean, she did. She did. She did. That's true. Although part yeah. of it was was William getting shot in the chest, which <laughs> doesn't say good things about any of us laughing about it. <laughs> mm. hmm. Well, I mean, I think this might be a subtle dig at Man of Steel. So, oh, I'm not. If that's not your in, 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 intent, Anna, I, I'm I'm sorry, but it sort of seems like it. So I don't have think to so because know. it's it's got the it's got the villain like uh, snapping Lena's neck. Although I don't want to think about any of these scenarios because it bums me out. <laughs> uh, well, but then you also have Kara uh, killing somebody with her heat vision. Oh, true. Uh, Let's see, Andrea stabbing Lena. And uh, why am I thinking mm. about this so hard? I know. Andrea I'm thinking stabbing about it really Lena hard. And Lena bleeding out as she watches Andrea kill a helpless person. I mean, I got to go to the second one, even though like Lena dies in this scenario, because at least Kara lives. Like in the first scenario, everyone dies. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think I need that. <laughs> yeah. And, and we got to think about it as a cinematic ending. What, what yeah, makes it that's true? I, I think you have more of an action sequence in the second one. I guess I'll say in the second one where um mm -hmm. uh Kara leaving VR to see Lena and Andrea engage in a battle to the death. I think that's probably more cinematic. It's more it's grandiose. No judgments on your snap judgments. Uh and that's it. That's all of our snap judgments unless we have anybody in the chat that I missed. Uh uh, we do have some comments. I guess we can get to those. Uh, Riley says the fire hope would start. Uh, she would say something like, the only thing that burns brighter is my hatred for Supergirl. That's so good. That's perfect. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. There's anybody else? Um, a lot of Anna, a lot of Anna fans in the chat. <laughs> a lot of Anna fans. Love it. I love it. Um, well, uh, we'll have to feature some of our our, um, our recurring uh, characters on Supergirl Radio at some point. Uh, let's see. <laughs> also, Riley says something about Hope could play a, a playlist that has Friday the 13th music. Uh, yeah, that that could be a thing. <laughs> you could get Hope to play music and she would just pick all kinds of scary sounds. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I imagine. You'd be like, you'd be like, Hope, play my party mix. And it would just be like spooky haunted house sounds with like, <laughs> <laughs> like wind and like a closing door and like a cat meowing. And you'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, Miriam says program tabletop hope to fabricate the deck of cards. <laughs> so you could, you could do that potentially. Yeah, that's a solid uh, idea. Um. Uh, 
Yeah. So we've got some tabletop hope comments, got a lot of Anna love. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's awesome. Well, if anybody has any other snap judgments, let us know, Uh, but we might wrap it up here. Uh, So we will uh, be doing some more uh, live streams like this. So if you enjoy this, come back and hang out with us. Uh, We'll be doing a lot of these over the summer. And I think that's going to do it for our thoughts and feedback on Immortal Combat. If you would uh, like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can, uh, oh, let me, since we're live, uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put, actually, I'll put this up first, uh, since we do have the capabilities to do that. Uh, You can go to our website, supergirlradio.com, leave us a comment there. You can also- (laughs) I was trying to vanna light it, but but I couldn't get my hand up high enough. It's it's a mirror, it's a mirror. Yep, I was like, what way am I coming from? <laughs> you can go to supergirlradio.com. You can also go uh, to, uh, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be uh, primarily uh, taking emails this summer because tweets are not going to be as much of a thing since the show's not on. So definitely, if you have any thoughts, email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. Uh, we should, I guess, maybe plug the William is Comet the Super Horse contest that's still ongoing. If uh, you want to participate in that, uh, the deadline is May 31st. So if you do have a story that you want to submit for that, you can email us at superradiogmail.com. We are in the process of looking over the stories now and uh, looking at some potential uh, contestants that we could maybe pick a winner from. So just I, go I ahead spent, and I spent a little bit of my weekend like <laughs> going through reading each story and like sending Rebecca like detailed feedback like this one's really good, but maybe not enough William as a horse in it. <laughs> not a, not sentences I ever thought I'd be typing out. So God bless all of you who <laughs> sent in stories. Keep them coming. Um, so we've had some really good ones so far, uh, but you can still do that uh, until May 31st. So that's uh, you just email us at superradio at gmail.com if you want to get those in. Uh, and if you would like to, at some point, I want to leave us a voicemail. You can always call us at 678-718-7252. Uh, you can always like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. We do some Instagram lives. We, uh, do a lot of, uh, fun things on Instagram. So make sure you're following us on Instagram specifically. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that inc- includes music featured on and inspired by the show. We're also on Radio Public and Podchaser, so you can check us out there. We're also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. And we're available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And you can find everything that I just mentioned on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page. And uh, now we throw it over to Ashley for the DC TV plugs. If Supergirl Radio fills your heart with glee, then follow the network for DC TV. Don't fail this city, you've got to hear Quiver, where Amanda and Mike will always deliver. Then run along and check out The Flash. Andy and friends made quite the splash. Don't forget the legends like they all forgot Rip. These ladies would never jax you to the time ship. Then join Clement and Nate in the incredible Brit. For Black Lightning's podcast where we all get lit. We come to iZombie, which is very alive. Except maybe after the end of season 5. Our newest addition to our CW crew is the Batwoman podcast ready for you. 
we jump over to sci-fi, a whole different channel, to check out Krypton way before our bro Kal-El. Then there's DC Universe so we can all stream. The awesome show Titans, we're only summer teens. And if you love the oldies, may I recommend classic DC TV. Honestly, 10 out of 10. That's it, I hope. Please, Andy, good night. But I would make an exception for Young Justice, all right? Check out DC TV Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Derby Kid, and you can see content I've been editing and hosting lately. I've been doing a, live, a lot of live streams for the University of Alabama Museum, so you can go to youtube.com slash UA Museums. I'm also going to be recording an audio commentary of Birds of Prey for the Justice League Universe uh, podcast. Yeah, JL cool. Universe. Justice League Universe podcast. <laughs> um, we have we haven't done much here lately, but I think uh, Sam, who uh, is uh, one of the guys that um, sort of heads up a JLU podcast, he he wants to kind of get back into some things. So he invited me to do a commentary for Birds of Prey, uh, which I mostly liked. I had some issues. So it'll be good to talk to Sam about it and see what he thinks. Um, and also, like I mentioned, uh, check on me this week in case uh, news about the Snyder Cut does not go my way. Uh, just, uh, you know, give me a little encouragement. But I think <laughs> I, I feel I feel pretty confident uh, that maybe justice will be served in that regard. I feel um, like so- usually where there's smoke, there's fire. I think that's I think it's going to go your way. I wouldn't, I would be surprised, especially right now when there's like no new content anywhere. I I would imagine that they'd be like, well, we got this and it's almost finished. I think the only, the only thing I know that he had yet to shoot was um, he was going to do a Martian Manhunter reveal of one of the characters. I don't want to spoil, I don't want to spoil it for people who don't know about that news. Um, But uh, they were going to reveal Martian Manhunter in the Zack Snyder Justice League. So uh, I think he still had yet to um, shoot the actor who was doing it. So maybe that'll be some additional photography that they um, they shoot for it. But I think it's mostly finished. So AT&T would be really smart to <laughs> grab that <laughs> out and uh, make that an exclusive for their, their new launch. So uh, cross all your fingers and toes. Uh, but uh, that's uh, I, how does anybody expect me to concentrate on anything? This is like Christmas Eve for me. <laughs> So, I know. I gotta check in on you tomorrow. I'd be like, "Are you okay?" Just, just send, whichever send, way it goes. Are you okay? <laughs> send, send me words of encouragement, because uh, it could go either way. But I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. It's the first time I've allowed myself to be really hopeful about it. So uh, that should tell you something. Uh, but yeah. So uh, for me, Instagram, UA Museums, JLU Podcast. Hopefully, hashtag release the Snyder Cut, and that's all for me this week. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mojotastic. You can also follow my little kitty cats uh, on Instagram <laughs> at the Lab Cats. Uh, uh, Amy from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which I also co-host. Double plug. Uh, she <laughs> she got the cats a laser pointer because on while we were recording last week, I mentioned that I didn't have one for them. We got it yesterday, and so I uh, I have a video up there of the cats just running after the laser pointer. It's it's also been very effective today and like yesterday at like getting them away from things that they're messing with that they shouldn't be like <laughs> trying to eat a plant like trying to bat over a plant with their little paws i get the laser pointer and i'm just like over there and i go <laughs> running i'm like oh thank god <laughs> uh, um yeah. 
and you can also and um i think i mentioned it on the podcast last week or the week before but um my work is also doing a um a campaign to raise money for the united way called uh hashtag windows of hope so if you post a a hope a view that gives you hope or you post a, a hopeful message in your window with that hashtag we will give fifty dollars to the united way so i just wanted to plug that because that's always it's always good to uh to give back and then obviously you can find me as a co-host as i just mentioned on the legends of tomorrow podcast which is still going and then uh we've still got a couple more episodes of actual content and then and then all then we have a lot of a lot of hiatus so uh, tune in because it's going to get real weird after after the show uh, ends for the season. We've already got some ideas. We were like spitballing last week, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna the hiatus is going to get wild." If if you get to where you run out of ideas, uh, I'm just going to volunteer myself. If you need a guest, I, oh I, definitely, I, I won't be able to talk about the show at all because I don't watch the show. I just listen Perfect. to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's part of the vibe of our show anyway we, we already had one of my friends who we like specifically told not to watch the show because we wanted to do this episode with her yeah I, and then we I, had her watch it and tell us what she thought was happening yeah so i mean i'm just volunteering myself just in case you you run out of ideas and, and need something oh uh, we will so definitely take you up on that <laughs> yeah. um but yeah that's that that'll be cool i'll look forward to what you guys do how you finish off the season and what you guys do um until the show comes back whenever that is uh for supergirl and legends who knows <laughs> um before we fully wrap up here i see some questions i guess we can get to um Daryl asks, when will you get be getting back to the comics? Uh, so we'll be doing that this summer uh, at some point. Uh, we're going to be trying to do some things. Uh, cross your fingers. We might try to do some interviews. Uh, we're going to try to reach out to some people. Maybe maybe we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we're definitely going to be trying to catch up on the comics because we're pretty behind. Um, so we need to get back into that. So uh, when? Sometime this summer. Definitely. Uh, so that's on the books. We'll try to, we'll try to sort of space it out. Cause I don't want to do like 20 weeks worth of comics at the same time, because some people may not enjoy the comic stuff. <laughs> uh, so we'll try to mix it up there a little bit. Uh, so we'll definitely be getting back to some of that. Uh, let's see. We'll wrap up. Just see if we have, uh, Oh, we've got requests for an Anna episode. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> We're gonna have a long hiatus. Anna, uh, just get a bunch of sad snaps ready for us. So we'll uh, we'll we'll be reaching out to you, Anna. We'll we'll see how we can make that work. I, I would really love to do like a y'all have been doing it on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast where you have oh, listeners it's been on. So much fun, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think we'll we'll have to do that. Well, maybe we'll do like a listener roundtable or something. Uh, that would be a lot of fun to talk to everybody. Um, I've also been thinking about, um, so I have the Comicer Girl playing card set. You know, she has that that card game. Oh, yeah. We had talked about playing it at Dragon Con, and now yeah. that's not happening. No, I, I, guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's not. So I don't know if there's a way to play. Maybe we could play it over the live stream. There's got to be a way that we can do that. We, we need to figure this out. I think we need yeah. to workshop it, but this is that I love this idea. Uh, I think we, I think we get, oh, you think the legendary ladies would play with us? I, I bet that they would. That would be really fun. Now we <laughs> would have to, I would probably have to have the card game physically at my house. Mm -hmm. I could probably put like a camera, like on the card game so you can see. 
but I think we can make that work. I feel like we could figure it out. Yeah. It's going to take, it, it'll take some like uh noodling, but I think we could figure out a way to do it. That would be that's so gonna, fun. That's going to turn into like a four hour podcast <laughs> of a card game. Uh, but I think, I think I will try to do that. Listen, uh, people, people watch people play video games all the time. This is more interesting than that. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> or, or maybe we should have uh, Sarah come on. So we'll probably do legendary ladies. Plus Sarah, I think we can well, make Sarah that Sarah is, I, I will say, like literally as we've been recording this, Sarah has been texting me her thoughts on Supergirl because while Sarah has still not watched Legends, she started season one of Supergirl and she's now into season two. She texted me last night and she was like, who is this random guy? I think he's annoying. And, and I texted her a picture of mon and I was like, is it this one? And she was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about comic or girl, Sarah. But you're thinking oh, drunk history, Sarah. Yeah, drunk history, Sarah. But yes, either, oh my either, God. either one though could work. That's either true. One. That's true. Oh my God. But comic girl Sarah would be great because she knows the rules of the game. I, I would think we might need her to tell us. I, I would think we definitely need her to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Riley has a good idea. Uh, we'll, we'll go for a few more minutes and then we'll wrap up here. Uh, you should have a best Ooh. of snap judgments episode. Well, we are uh, going to be having a 300th episode coming up because we're getting close it's like episode 273 oh my god. <laughs> yeah you're oh my god wow uh so we'll probably do like a i i usually put together like a little montage of some of our our best moments from the past 100 episodes uh so that should be really fun if you've never listened to those they're a quality oh i love those i, I love the montage episodes especially the 200th episode that was that was really good stuff we introduced snap judgments and boardroom oh ballroom uh, I think, I think the 300th episode is just going to be one long, like hope the robot, hope the AI montage. I think that's what it's going to be all, all hope and Ramakan. <laughs> I think that's what, uh, what it's going to boil down to. Uh, so yeah, we have done uh, snap judgment, uh, compilations in the past. Um, oh, apparently, uh, Erpers, uh, uh, have played cards against purgatory over live stream. Yeah. I think that'd okay, be fun. Yeah. If y'all yeah, would be if, if y'all would be in hanging out with us while we play a, a Supergirl card game, I think we could. I think we definitely need to do that. I think that I think really I think that's that. I think that's going on the schedule sometime between now and November. <laughs> Rebecca, yeah. we've, in. We've, we've got time. I think we've got all the time in the world. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, all right, so I think maybe we should wrap it up here. I know it's getting late for everybody, um, and I'm going to take this off. But uh, thanks uh, to everybody who was hanging out with us. And uh, I think that's going to do it for the, our episode on Immortal Combat. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Lennon. And we are so glad that Supergirl had one of those classic hope speeches handy. Yeah.